0: Welcome back to We Are Already Free and this new year. I am your host, Nathan Maingard, and this podcast inspires down-to-earth seekers and free people to live their truth and be the change. Here you'll find vulnerable, powerful, and authentic conversations with epic humans who are walking their talk and leading by example. If you've noticed that fighting against what you don't want only seems to create more of it while leaving you exhausted… If you are ready to put your precious time, energy, and attention into growing a more beautiful world with the people you love, then welcome home. This podcast is for you. This episode has an earthquake in it. And no, that is not clickbait, but that comes later. And thank you to Alex for keeping going even through that. For now, welcome to season two of We Are Already Free. I took a little break to relax with family, build a home with my lover Carly and our crew of amazing builders, and recharge for the coming year. I've been so excited to get the new episodes out to you, and it's also been great to take some time off. In case you didn't know, it takes around 10 hours of work per episode, so it's been really enjoyable to rest for a bit, though saying that, I have been really looking forward because i've got five full power episodes already lined up for you for season two with more being recorded all the time so get ready for as i mentioned earthquakes wild foods frog medicines kettlebell enthusiasm the trap of enlightenment and heaps more thank you for being here dear listener In the six short months since this podcast launched, we've had over sixty-five star ratings between Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Yes, that's six zero five star ratings. It's phenomenal. Plus, we're uh, almost—we're about to hit ten thousand total downloads. Which, in case you didn't know, is freaking amazing for a new podcast. So, thank you. It's all thanks to you. It's thanks to you for listening, for sharing, for reviewing, for for taking the effort to to. to interact and to be a part of this co-creation. So yeah, thank you. It means the world. So thank you also for your patience with this slightly longer intro. I've just been so excited to, to share some of the loveliness with you before we get going. So on to this first episode of season two. Do you ever feel overwhelmed by the million and one things you are supposed to be doing to be a healthy human in this diseased society of ours? Ever feel like it's all a bit overcomplicated and a bit too much? Luckily, today's guest, Alex of Breathing Cold Bali, has three simple tools for true liberation. And I know that sounds really basic and like, oh, woo or whatever, but honestly, I've used all of these tools. I use them regularly. You'll know that if if you listen to this podcast. So I'm pretty sure that by the end of this episode, you will have learned more about these amazing tools and how you can use them in your own life as a more direct route to wholeness. In his trainings, Alex shares the techniques he's learned over many years, which helped him personally overcome depression, self-doubt, fatigue, anxiety, and fear. After training more than 5,000 people in Obud, he is now on a personal mission to impact others with the groundbreaking techniques that could help them to live their life at their fullest potential. Alex is passionate about inspiring people to make a positive impact in the world. He believes that if we change our relationship to ourselves, then we can step up in the world, have better relations with others and with Mother Earth. In this episode, Alex speaks about why it's important to learn that it's okay to not be okay. He shares what is authentic relating He expresses how to stop coming from a place of need, trauma, and ego, the surprising answer to the question, what is the one thing we need to create safety? Why showing up takes a lot of courage, and how to do it anyway. Near the end, Alex shares why it's important that we go deeper into our bodies to heal the traumas that we carry which are beyond and unavailable to our conscious memory, and as I always say, and is always true, so much more thank you to Alex for being such a great dude and being willing to keep going through power outages a Bali earthquake which you'll hear in this episode uh, the tech overheating and more there was so many technical issues um, but we, we got through and I think it was it's worth sharing because there was just so much goodness in here I've been following Alex's page breathing cold Bali for a while now and I've set a firm intention to attend his 21 day teacher training in Bali in 2023 so that I can deepen my own practice and And be more in service to you, my dear listener, and to all of my clients, whether online or in-person groups or one-to-one. On that note, this podcast is 100% supported by you. If you'd like to access bonus conversations with guests, take the five-day morning practice challenge, help support the production of this podcast, or even support me in getting to Bali so I can study directly with Alex, you can go to the show notes at alreadyfree.me forward 22. That's just the numbers, two, two. And you'll also find the show notes there with links to Alex and all those other wonderful things. So now please enjoy this uninterrupted community supported episode with alex of breathing cold bali well thanks so much for coming on i know we've been chatting about this for a while and uh, i've been looking forward to to diving deep i really kind of want to focus anyway but yeah first of all thank you for being here i've got a lot of questions for you
1: (laughs) yeah i i I must say I'm also excited. I really like the vibe of your, of your page. I love the energy and what you put out there. So yeah, I feel resonance in, 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 yeah, just, just how you show up as a human. So very happy for that connection.
0: Thank you, brother. That's an honor. It means a lot. I, uh, I certainly feel the same. I sincerely hope that I get to come and do your teacher training sometime. That's been—I'm setting big intentions around that, and if the if the stars align, I, I think I would prioritize that above just about anything at this point.
1: Well, thank you, and I, I'm I'm very excited. I've just put it a post. I've just put a post out there. Um, I'm uh, changing everything, and it feels like it's almost like the first time that I'm going to do a proper facilitator training. I'm I'm I'm, I'm completely proud of. And the the truth is, I I have a lot of insecurities, like a lot of people. And and the way I've uh, realized I've been hiding my insecurities is I've I filled my facilitator training with amazing facilitators, people that I consider all above me. And 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 you have amazing osteopaths and rebirthers and 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 my training has always people always says it's amazing the amount of facilitators and the quality of the facilitators that come into Alex training. And we have um, a wide range of breathing techniques. and, And I was proud that it was the signature for my course that I was not pushing for one method, but I was allowing for people to discover what the breath has to offer and all the modalities. What I didn't realize it was also a way for me to hide and to keep myself small and maybe don't, you know, I, I don't like the idea of having a method and everybody has their own thing. And I, I, don't, I really don't think it's appropriate and true because, you know, all we do is repackage things that have been done for forever. There's no one, no one that we know that is alive in, uh, in the, our generation that has come up with anything that is groundbreaking. It's just, um, you know, no one's creating coffee or or milk, but, have their own version of Americano or cappuccino. And, and, um, and the consistent criticism I was getting in my training is they wanted more of me and less of everyone else. And they felt like I was just the, the facilitator, the, the, the conductor, but I was not stepping, stepping up. And, and I, after my trainings, I was asking my graduates to come and assist me in my sessions. And the feedback I got is, oh, my God, Alex, I wish I had seen what you do more in your regular sessions uh, during our facilitator training. So I took a leap of faith. I've removed like 90% of the facilitators. Anyone who was coming online anyway is out. So I will have, yeah, much more of of me. And it feels really scary. And at the same time, it feels like I, for the first time I will – I will step up, and yeah, it feels really, uh, uh, really good. Really good. Uh, let's see what let's see what we will do with all that.
0: Beautiful. Well, well done on stepping into the discomfort of growth and expansion, which I guess is so much of what the work that you do and that I do is about—is actually learning how to be uncomfortable for, but for good reasons, so that we can become more resilient. Let's start with the, the thing I'm kind of wanting to set people up with here at the beginning is just around. You know, these, these three methodologies that you really focus on, um, at least that I know of, and you can kind of expand on that. But, but I'd like people to understand, first of all, what are the challenges that these things can help them with? So we've got the breath, we've got the ice baths, and we've got this kind of relating. What do you call that final one again? The name of the... Authentic
1: relating. Authentic relating in the nutshell is, you know, there are three levels of communication, either informational, kind of what we hear, like share knowledge, I share knowledge. Um, personal, I'll tell you about me, you tell me about you. And then interpersonal, being with you, Nathan, I feel. This is what's going on. And this is really what being human is all about. It's really about us rather than about you just being there for me and me being there for you. And true connection happens in those moments. So yeah, it's a beautiful set of tools to help people reconnect to their true self. The ones that that was... There all along when they came to this world before all the traumas and the conditioning and all the stories from your parents and your culture and and the accidents of life. You know, who are you if you're not a man, if you're not from South Africa, if you're not if you don't, don't have a podcast, if you're not a breathwork facility, if you remove it all, who 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 are you? And I found that those tools get you raw, get you naked, get you to. You know, remove the masks. And it's a place that is scary, but it's a place of true liberation. And when you access your true self, you don't be, you're not attached anymore. You don't need to be successful. You don't need to make money. You don't need to have a specific relationship of success to be happy. And then it doesn't mean you don't go after money, love and everything, but it, you do it from a place of being integrated. And that makes a whole difference on your human experience. It's incredible. And and um, and it's always, it helps heal the narrative. Should I go after money? Is money a good thing or bad thing? Is it my ego that wants to be recognized? What it is if I have, fo- you know, all the things where, you know, people who are into some kind of a spiritual journey feel at, at times a little bit uncomfortable with feeling, you know, who and once you, um, access that true self, it's those questions become completely irrelevant. You are just, um, you're just flowing. You're just being you. You're not attached to how people perceive you anymore. You don't really, and it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. And believe, of course, you will believe me, but everything starts to flow without having, to make any effort so people come to you, whether it's relationship or success, uh, and it's um yeah it's it's life becomes worth living, mm. and it's no longer a place of of struggle, of pain, or fear of all the stories that are running through our cultures and society. Um, they all evaporate, and then you're just just happy to be. Alive, and that's that's the best.
0: <laughs> and why why does it do that? I mean, why is something so simple as getting breathing and then getting in ice water and then t- telling your truth? Like how, why does that have such a big impact?
1: Because we don't feel it's okay to be ourselves. We've been experiencing being ourselves, not being okay when we were a kid. You know, when you start screaming because you want to establish your. Your personality, your parents most likely shut you down saying, oh, you're so pretty when you smile or your good mommy loves you when you're a good boy. Okay, if you behave the way I expect you to behave, I will accept you. But when you express something that is not, is going against my, my sense of belief, then I'm rejecting you. And as a small boy, you're not finished. If your mother doesn't feed you, if your father doesn't take care of you, you you're going to die. And like other animals. So we carry this, this wound and this, this longing for belonging that is more important than expressing our authenticity. And we carry that original trauma throughout our life. That's why we get drunk in college. That's why we take the jobs that give us the right uh, salary and the right title. We marry the girl that is hot or the guy that is rich. All those things that we believe is what is expected from us in a certain context of you know, culture, society and uh, bodies. Uh, every time getting us a little bit more cut from our true self. It's uh, not honoring who we truly are. And we long that and we know that deep down, we know that, you know, people who divorce after 20 years says, oh my God, I knew it from day one. It was not the right fit. I took that job because those reasons, but I knew it was not the right path for me, but I lost, I, I, I lost, faith in my ability to stick to my, my dreams and, and, and carry that. And breath, ice, authentic relating, are tools are a path, not the path, but a path to get you back to that true self. And it's from that place that you will be again, a, someone who will be integrated, that will not need others anymore that will not come from a place of need in the world, but from a place of mastery, of, of being proud, of having a voice, of not playing small anymore, and not from a place of, of trauma that you're trying to heal, not from a place of ego that you're trying to protect, but from a place of just, hey, I'm, I'm a six, year, six months old baby, I don't give a fuck because if I want to scream in the middle of a theater, I'm gonna scream in the middle of a theater, you know. And that's who I am. Take it or leave it, but that's me. And that's we all are like that. We are all the same, you know. But mommy says, Shh, 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 shh. Don't cry, don't express yourself because this is not appropriate. And we and you add 20 years of that, and we are all broken disconnected from ourselves and from each other and sad and miserable and suicidal and depressed and 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 looking for answers outside looking for healing in the wrong places thinking that once we will have these things this you know whatever the, those things are whether it's financial success social recognition gratification of some kind finally we will come to a place where we will be happy and guess what <laughs> you're looking at the wrong places you know if the problem is coming from within you're looking outside it doesn't work so many people make a lot of money and when they reach the amount that they had set, they wanted they are realized oh my god i'm exactly at the same place so sometimes not getting what you want might be a blessing in disguise because at least you feel once you get there something will be changed and once you get there nothing happens zero nada so you, you usually most people they need some kind of a strong life even a near-death experience or something a death in their the family to realize that and to come to a place of so, okay hey hang on a minute what is the right race that i'm in right now because that's I'm done with that. I'm done I'm done with that. I'm done with that. I don't want to live that lie anymore. I, I'm, I'm done. I, I'm done hiding. I'm done manipulating. I'm done trying to get things um, because it doesn't satisfy me. Not because I realize I want to be a good person. Not from all those judgments of being good, of being, you know, all this, this is crap. Forget it all. It's really just about because you don't have a choice. You don't have a choice but honoring yourself. And you're, you're, if you don't, your body is gonna let you know. It's called disease. It's called accidents. And, and it's all of a sudden, you know, life coming the way to tell you, hey, 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 you're not going in the right direction. So it's like, you know, you're on Google map, you take a wrong turn and all of a sudden, rah, 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 and it keeps going until you realize, okay, all right, I have to turn around. Well, it's called muscular tension. It's called little accidents when you hurt your foot uh, because you're not paying attention, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. all those things the universe sending on your way until you realize, OK, hang on a minute. What if I start listening? And that's what breathwork, ice baths, authentic relating are. tools to listen better, listen to yourself. And I promise you, it's not complicated. That's the best part of it. It doesn't require years of mastery. It's just a click that needs to happen. It says, okay, hang on a minute. Let's, let's actually just do that. And that's what the best about this practice is. I, they're called forced mindfulness. I don't care what you believe. I don't care about your opinion. Just breathe. I don't care about what you think. Just get in the ice. Shut up. Get in the ice. And that's what's powerful about it. It puts your willpower, your mind your opinions, your beliefs out of the window, just do it. And uh, it works. That's what's amazing. Breath works. And that's, that's, that's it.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's been my experience. It's uh, it's because I've worked a lot with plant medicine and I love plant medicine. I still work with plant medicine. And what I've found is that since working with breath and ice more consistently, plant medicine is much more enjoyable. Uh, Not to say that it's easier, but I'm more capable of meeting the challenges and actually being like, oh, I know how this this feels like getting into an intense ice bath and just being with it. So I know how to deal with that. So it's it's very powerful. Just do it, basically. (laughs) Um, Yeah, You know
1: If you think that most, if not all plant medicines are not addictive, they are not causing long term harm. There is something that is not that is not doesn't make sense in terms of prohibition. You know, there is Mm -hmm. something that why wouldn't you want you people to have access to things that get them on a on the shortcut to wholeness? Well, the good news with the breath, with the ice, we have now tools that no one can take away from us and and no one can, you know, judge and have an opinion. And it's just, you know, eh, good luck stopping that. And that's what's great, you know, bring it to kids, bring it to prisoners, bring it to people that, that need it the most. And, and then they can change the story. There's there's no such thing
0: as, there we go. Cool, brother. So, I don't even remember what we were talking about. I just know it was amazing before we got cut off. But um, the qu- I had a question for you, which is kind of a bit more practical because, well, they're all practical, but this is more for the inexperienced people. So, one of the things I've been learning about recently is uh, vagus nerve, uh, sort of polyvagal theory, a little more than understanding about that. And for some people, so for example, for people who are stuck in in fight or flight, so in sympathetic activation, or who have serious anxiety, or who are stuck in maybe dorsal activation where they're, you know, just given up depression, et cetera, et cetera. I guess the, the question I'm having is, is it possible that for some people breath work and ice spots could dysregulate their nervous systems further and if so how do we how do we tell if that's the case and if not yeah just talk a little bit about that kind of thing
1: yeah it's i mean i will give you my take i'm not sure i have uh, some kind of uh complete enough answer and i'm my my knowledge is also limited so i'll speak to you know to the extent of my ignorance i like to, i like to say on on that um I feel and understand that for me, the only thing that matters in order to create safety is connection. And so, with that in mind, I allow sometimes people to breathe in a way that can be seen as like super ventilate. They would be over breathing as long as, you know, I. I really ex- explain everything at the beginning. So I let people go where they want. I'm not <clears throat> pushing anyone to do anything they don't want, but I understand that, you know, for me it's all about reclaiming your nervous system. So it's not so much about keeping it safe and playing it safe all the time, and but more welcoming whatever comes. So if someone... um has a beginning of a panic attack as a result of overstimulating their vagus nerve and, and over breathing and come to a place where all of a sudden there is a loss of control and there is a you know potentially a risk of you know recreating trauma or you know things that we try to always avoid as as breastwork facilitators with the idea of you know healing slowly and always playing it safe. I find that by explaining all these concepts beforehand, and then being very present with the people who breathe and being like, you know, helping them come back through, you know, can you make eye contact with me? Can you reconnect to your smell? Can you connect to your senses in different ways? And allowing them to feel that, okay, maybe I went too far but i did it in a way that was almost self triggered unlike all the traumas that are coming upon you and you have zero control there you are told that this could happen and maybe in 5 minutes you're going to have a panic attack you know there are not many ways for us to experience that you know like you're 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 and you are self inflicting it with your own breath or getting into an ice bath And the awareness and the understanding of those concepts paired with strong connection for self-regulation and co-regulation, allow people to maybe edge a little bit, maybe go a tad outside what they were completely comfortable to handle. But if you can hold that space for them, I find that those moments of discomfort could be extreme breakthrough. So in that sense, I'm not always playing super. Like I, I, I played safe, but my definition of safety might be different from others who will really go into really honoring where the nervous system state is and not pushing it beyond. I really have more of an approach where I welcome everything. I empower you with the knowledge of what's going on. And then, you know, I don't know you but I'm going to be riding whatever's going to come with you. And if they trust me and we have that sense of connection, I can bring on the show some people that, you know, first time they were in a session with me, just hated my guts for what had happened to them. But fast forward six months have resolved their childhood traumas or like instead not completely resolved but at least they have you know a sense of empowerment of okay i don't have to hide i don't have to stay away from the thing that had happened i can actually have some kind of exposure therapy where i get closer to not feeling safe but the difference is it's a conscious action it's a conscious experience of hey I'm not going to be safe in two minutes when I get into a zero degree ice bath. Or maybe I'm going to stay a bit longer in the ice bath and I'm not going to play it's always safe in the ice bath and I'm going to see what happens when I come out of the ice bath and maybe I'm going to be shivering more than, um, than I feel completely safe with and I see what happens. There is something powerful about not feeling okay and learning that it's okay not to be okay, but really in an embodied way. So yeah, it's... it's um, it's a little bit edgy. It's a little bit something that, you know, could get a lot of comments uh, and, and criticism, uh, honestly. Um, but so far, I never had anyone with, with problems. The only people I have problem with is people who don't want to be there. They join because they got it for free, paid by a friend. They're joining because they want to please their partners who told them it's good for them. Then usually we have a problem. But if you willingly know what I'm doing and you come to it, it means you're ready for the ride and you can and you and you go with it. And I mean, so far I had amazing, amazing results, but for me, it's really not so much about putting responsibility on myself or what I do and saying, okay, it's my responsibility to, I really just explain a lot and then I let I explain how you know you can breathe through the nose you can breathe through the mouth you can increase the breathing good slow it down so let people after that you know they go as far as they feel they're comfortable going and that's that for me creates safety and 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 sometimes it means they are edging a little bit and that's okay
0: yeah, thank you for that. I that that resonates a lot with my how I've been approaching it in general and just and, and there's a lot of intuition as well. I think this speaks to the necessity for finding trustworthy uh, guides, facilitators because mm-hmm. there yeah. there's some people are just saying things like oh no, just come just go in and just go full power like breathe harder, you know, push push push, like that's what you need to do. I think to me those are the situations where someone has more likelihood of getting themselves into trouble if they have a dysregulated nervous system whereas for it's i use the same words i'd say like this is how the breathing works this is what the pattern is this is what's happening so if you want to you can speed it up if you want to you can slow it down you know this is and, and always the recommendation is find where your edge is and play with the edge and find out how far are you feeling okay to go today and that that is, that's always a choice. So it's, I think, like you said, it's like when people were traumatized, that's the one thing not, none of us were given when, when we experienced trauma was choice.
1: hundred uh, uh, percent. And there I, I'll bring a concept that for most therapists will feel completely unethical, but I allow myself to be connected, allow myself to be touched. I, I don't, I talk about myself. I share my story. And that creates safety for me, for in for my experience, where people see, okay, now I know this guy, I know his stories and my stories are not hero stories. And, and, and the fact that I can share that with them, allow them to feel, okay, now I can feel a bit safer. I use also movement and dance and those tools of authentic relating and different, different tools that get people to feel safe with me, safe with each other and safe within themselves. And from that place of finding safety within and around, we can go and we can resolve a lot because that's what people are longing. And, um, yeah. So what I love about this is we get, it's a playground for exploration and food, doing things differently. You know, if you always do the same thing the way they've been done before, you get the same results. And honestly, look at the state of the world, look at the state of our prisons, of our education. I think it's, you know, as long as you're being honest and transparent and you feel you're in integrity and you're not manipulating, I think there is room for expansion and exploring and being thinking outside the box and doing things differently and not doing things according to how they're they should supposed to be done and and in my experience it's been absolutely transformational Mm -hmm. and um
0: so yeah lovely do you have any recommendations so if someone's listening to this and they're thinking wow that sounds amazing i don't know you know where should i start with something like this what can i do today what's the next thing i should do what do you have any recommendations there
1: wow um I think a facilitator is very important. I think finding someone you feel safe with is great. I think if you can go for a long training, that's better because you can go deep with someone. So it's not like you heal traumas in in four hours. I think going on a, you know, I I, I put a three weeks training for a reason because we need space and we need time and and we co-regulate and uh, so, I think finding someone you can you can feel safe to breathe with is very is very important. I prefer to work in groups than in one on one. I find that community is what we long for, and opening and feeling safe with strangers and in the context of a container is way more powerful than just relying on another human, like whether it's a doctor, a healer, or a breathwork facilitator. It's you know it's not it's not about trusting that person. It's about Feeling safe with with random people, and I've had people share that they are into child pornography with moms. I had rapists talking to survivors of rapes, and these spaces where people can, you know, share authentically what's going on, and honoring that we are humans, and yeah, it's part of the human experience to have some can sometimes some desires that are not appropriate that are some you know, actions that are results of our childhood traumas and a space where you can be yourself without being judged without being criticized where you know no one when you can just share it's immensely healing but it, these spaces don't exist you know this in in our societies you're 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 if you're there is no space for people who abuse women to to speak up without being you know Ostracized by by the group, and as a result, there is just people misbehaving in secret and in hiding, and then the other, the only alternative is to wait till we figure them out and then end them. Whether it, and that's that's not sustainable and it doesn't work. So those healing spaces are very important. So I think I would say, yeah, find 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 someone you feel safe with, um, and a group if you can, rather than just one-on-one. You can do things by yourself. There's tons of content, you know, I've recorded all, tons of breathing techniques and, uh, and you can follow along. Nothing replaces an, an in-person experience, especially when it comes to healing traumas. Uh, it's, it's hard to replace, to replace that, ex- that experience, but it's worth it. It's worth, and the investment is mainly in time. Those trainings are usually not very expensive but it's it's the time, it, the commitments, uh, but people are you know in, if you if I say, "Hey, three weeks and you're going to make money," i uh, I feel it like that. If I say, "Hey, you're going to be successful with women in two weeks, okay, I can increase my prices and But if I say you're going to reconnect with yourself, you're going to heal trauma, uh, eh, nah, it's not so interesting. so people there is um, a fear and anxiety about actually accessing. What if everything I believe about the world was completely wrong? What if the whole story I've been telling myself about myself was actually just a story and I would have to let go of those stories? Everything I believe. That's a scary place and your mind will just tell you not to go there. And, and so that's why it's, it's not easy. And I have about 30% of people who sign up and they don't show up. And I never get paid in advance. I get paid the day of the workshops because I really want people to be there because they want to be there. Not because they feel they're stuck because they're they, they paid, but they have an excuse. And most of them, the night before or the morning. And um, that's it. You, it requires a lot of courage to just show up, to just just sit with yourself, be with yourself. We're, we don't want to be with ourselves. We want to be distracted. We're, you know Meditation is super hard. You have to do nothing. It's so hard for most people, and for myself too. And that's that's one thing in my my training. I'm, I and that's also one thing needs to change is to for the facilitators and the teachers to stop putting themselves above the students, because that's a fake narrative that is running around as oh, one day you'll be like me, and that's your hope in life. You'll be as strong. You'll be as fit. You'll be as Uh, successful and that's a big fat lie and if people could be just honest and vulnerable and share that yeah the, the human experience is is just amazing and that's the diversity of the emotion that we go through that is worth living but it doesn't mean you're getting somewhere, you're not gonna achieve something, you're not gonna become anything. You're not go- Once you can let go of that, then we have a place of just simplicity and authenticity. And, um, and I think it's, it's one thing that now I, I, I do quite well. And it's just being myself and not pretending anymore. And it's, it's not a place that is easy because it means people don't necessarily see me as an authority. They can disrespect me. You know, it's like, uh, it's not a place that is easy to hold. It's to, you know, I have 20 people and I, I don't position myself above. It makes it a little bit hard for, for, at times to hold that space because they can allow themselves to criticize me and, and, and reject me and all these things. So it is very challenging for me as well as a, as, as a facilitator of those trainings. But I don't think there is an option. I think, I think I think that's how we that's how we heal, and I get so much from it you know I, I've shared with you in in a previous call you know, I get to the next level of myself every time, but man, it's a ride. it's a ride because i I hear tons of of I show up, so of course I show myself and I'm human, so I say stupid things, I think things that are not 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 right and that are not appropriate and and at the same time you can tell me alex, that's bullshit and I disagree with you and I don't like what you say and you know that you can say it so you do yeah, but it's it makes it for other people not necessarily safe that they like they are used to you know what is safety is like okay, that is in charge I can just step back and I just let someone be in I'm not going to be in charge my father's in charge my parents' in charge I have no self authority I can just follow what my parents are telling me and then I'll be safe you know this is kind of replace parents by government, by boss. And, and it's really good when you have someone with a strong authority that you can just surrender to. But I don't think it's the way to, of, to liberation. I think going on the roller coaster is, for me, is the only way. And it's, uh, it's, um, it's, it's really amazing. and It's really hard. It's really hard.
0: Yeah, there's something about that uh, modeling I suppose like you're the guy on the roller coaster who's done it enough times that you're like, it's cool. We're we're going through a massive loop-de-loop and I'm still pretty relaxed. And then other people on their first time on the roller coaster are like, Oh, well, if he's so relaxed, I guess I could also maybe I want to see if I can get that relaxed. Yeah.
1: And again, it's because I share my my challenges, how I manipulated women to have sex with them, how had premature ejaculation issues you know, things that are really taboo in, in, in our society where there is no space where you can share, share these things without, you know, feeling that the image that you put out is, is going to be, uh, you know, challenged. But I do it with the intention of tapping into the mirroring brain of the people around me. And they see that, oh, okay, well, I can, if he's share these things, Maybe I can share some of the stuff that I really don't want anyone to know. And when they realize that no one's judging because no one cares, we're only taking care of ourselves. And when, when people realize that, wow, it's, it's really life-changing. It's very life-changing. And again, it's, it, it's very simple um, principles, but, but they're not easy to apply every day in everyday life. It means, you know, who am I? If I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm a parent, but can I come show up without being an authority to my kids? And, you know, can I, can I allow them to challenge me to the extreme? Uh, And it's, it's, it's not, it's very easy to step into your, your, your power and your authority because you're entitled as an adult to be, have an authority over, over a child because it's yours, you know, and you can apply that to your employees and to your subjects. <laughs> yeah. But I think this, it comes down to seeing how, how the, where the world is going, how it's just not working. You know, it's, it's not even a question. In, in, nothing is working. Healthcare is not a healthcare. It's disease care. Uh, education is useless. Prisons is uh, broken. There's more violence and disconnection. People are sad and depressed and suicidal more and more. And and we're just keep do- doing the same thing over and over with the same results. Most people get divorced. Relationships don't last, etc. Cetera, et cetera. There's nothing works in the way we operate in society. So it calls for radical change in just the operating
0: system So, no option for me exactly i love what you said earlier about how you know that uh, things like plant medicines psychedelic medicines were made illegal but because they are actually wholeness medicines that what they do is they return people to wholeness but they can't make breath work illegal they can't make or they you know this consciousness that wants to keep its identity running the identity of separation and of uh, control and power and really scarcity because the consciousness believes that it is never enough and so it has to keep controlling and taking and taking and taking and that consciousness is going to find it very hard to stop ice baths and breath work and, and conscious relating because you know to if you, if at that point if if that energy says well now this is illegal then we'll see then the then the whole script will flip because that's at the point where people go oh this consciousness is specifically designed to keep me from actually being whole yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. You know, it's funny. I looked that word up recently because uh, I was wondering just what, what's the root of the word amen? Because, you know, it comes through religion, which I generally have had a bit of a tough relationship with. I mean, I see the truth in all religions and then I see how all religions or most religions then become all about, well, if you don't say my name for the divine, then you're going to some horrible place or I'll kill you or whatever the story was. And the root of the word amen, the etymology is simply truth. The original meaning of the word amen is truth. And how I could so imagine someone, you know, like someone saying something and people going, truth, truth. Like, thank you for speaking truth. So I think now I love whenever I, I'm saying amen a lot more. So it's nice to hear you say it. <laughs> Rad, man. So how, uh, if, if you can kind of like summarize, and I know this is a complicated, big topic, but how do breath work, ice baths and and authentic relating uh, sort of interact with each other? Like how do they, how do they fit? Why do they fit well together basically?
1: So for me, they're just tools. And I think that's also what sets me apart from other breathwork facilitators is like, for me, the hero is not the breath. Uh, it's really the, 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 the humans that are there and breath is just a tool. Ice is just a tool, or learning is just a tool. So movement, and it's really about all of them are ways for people to get out of their head and in their bodies. The head, the brain is there to keep people safe, but your true self is in your body. So how do I get you out of your head and in your body? All those tools just do that. And combine. You know, they are kind of a, a recipe, uh, a, a program that gets you to return to wholeness. So we start with movement because there is nothing more challenging than being vulnerable and ridiculous in front of another human. And that's why, you know, usually we need to wait 2 a.m. and be completely drunk before we let loose. But it feels so good. And all of a sudden we allow ourselves to be, to be seen. So we, I start with that, 6 a.m., 7 a.m. We start with being ridiculous in front of each other because that's a way to get safe with each other. And then I get people to share and connect uh, and connect in an authentic way with each other. And then I explain the science behind what we do with the breath and the eyes, because I meet people where they are and people are in their heads. So I really get them to understand the concepts. I get them to actually have an understanding and when they understand, they trust me more. They say, okay, whatever they were thinking before, once they spend enough time with me and they realize I know my shit on those topics and I can speak the science. And then I just do that because this is, this is the language of, of the gurus of our generation, of, of, of our culture there is the people who understand the science, the doctors, the people who can explain things all of a sudden you, you, we consider them as authorities and then we follow them. So I take that those codes and I just share and explain what is going on inside the body so that people can just let go of their resistance. That's my only goal with explaining it. So, okay, what I didn't really completely remember it all, but it seems like it makes sense. All right, now I can I can stop trying to, to block it, and then I can I can allow the breath to to work. And all of a sudden, tensions, muscular tensions and the emotional traumas and, and tensions that were held underneath these physical tensions get, get to be released. So people have a breakthroughs and from that place of feeling vulnerable and tender without any interruption, we go in the ice bath and the ice bath is, as you know, is very confronting. It's really from it's you you complete the cycle of trauma getting into the ice bias you don't want to do it you want to run away you get in you try you fight you fl- want to run away then you freeze you cannot even move you get out you have a release you have a shake so so having having all that creates um are you still there with me?
0: Yeah. Having a fun time with the internet today. Yeah, it's been a challenging uh, interview. It has, man. This is uh, this is a bit. This is the most challenging one I've had, actually, in terms of just internet connectivity. Wow. But we're doing. My, we're do- my, my,
1: I was using my phone uh, as internet provider, and it overheat for the first time in its life of this expensive phone. <laughs> it was overheating. I mean, literally, I never had my phone overheat, and when it overheats, it it just shut down, including the live Instagram. So no one's gonna. People will have to wait for for this interview yeah. to to hear all that. And uh, somehow internet is working again. I have no idea why and how. So,
0: um, <laughs> oh, it's it. funny. So, so the last thing you were talking about was the experience of going the breath, connecting in, processing, yeah. releasing, and then going straight into the the ice bath from there and facing fight or flight, freeze the trauma, but doing it by choice. And then that was kind of.
1: So when you are combining practices where people get to be out of their head and in their bodies, and then allow from that place of being centered and not in the heads to breathe, they kind of open space, and that's all the body wants is space, to things to come back into flow. And then they have some kind of a clarity or release or understanding of what's going on. And from that place, then they go into the ice baths where they get to access things they've been suppressing. And that's again, what I love about these tools is that the idea of forced mindfulness, it just comes out. And this is something that is worth mentioning. We are not conscious of our traumas we're conscious of only some of them. Most of them happen before uh, the mind is completely operating, you know? So it's it can be the trauma of the birth, early childhood trauma, the trauma of your ancestors, generational, you know, you're from South Africa, you know, of course you are carrying the trauma of apartheid, which is just recent, you know? So it cannot be just things that happen to you uh, and you can remember that's way limiting, and that's why talk therapy is just not good enough. It's part of the solution, but it's not enough. Uh, so, and it's also again going into the mind, the mind, the mind, but going through the body and having this somatic approach to healing is is what it, what is amazing about what we do. So, after having this really release of, and and then you have what was great about the ice. You also have like a physical reduction of inflammation of muscular tensions. You know, it's, it's literally physically remove the tension. So all of a sudden you get to access, oh, what is that tension? What was it covering? So things get liberated in, in the body. And from that place where people are no longer carrying their mask, you get into an ice bath. I don't care who you are. I don't care how much money you have in your bank account. That's, you know, you're in your fucking swimsuit in an ice bath. Your status disappears. There is something absolutely magical about going in the ice, which is, you know, we're all the same, you know, in that state. And after that, having a lot of time and a big space and a safe space where we can finally connect from that place of true self, connect with each other. And just people open up and normalize the stories. And that's a big part of the healing process. Again, to the extent of my ignorance is just talk about it. Talk about it as if it's it, it's a normal topic, not it's, oh my God, let's add shame and guilt on what happened to you. But if instead of that, I'm just going to be like a kid, kid who's just asking questions without judging, just following his curiosity. Uh, why? Why do you have this tattoo on your face, you know, what's that about? And all of a sudden, I, 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 we can name the obvious and name, name things that, you know, we, we want. If I'm curious about it, if I feel I want to know about it, trust me, you want to talk about it. <laughs> and and it's, it's super healing, man, just the space. And that's, that's what makes these journeys special, is that it's really not about us. We're just facilitators. We're just holding that space and just offering tools. But there is nothing, there is nothing special about me as a facilitator. And it's just me as a human coming with my innocence and my curiosity and just being there to go on the ride. And that's, that's, that's been, yeah, very transformational.
0: Yeah, there's an interesting line there between, because I agree, it's not, I'm not doing anything. I'm not the one healing someone. I think that someone was talking about that recently on when, when you sometimes meeting someone and they say, I want to become a healer, you know, I want to heal people. It's like, well... That's the first lesson is <laughs> like the only thing you can do is heal yourself and, and actually just continue to expand your capacity for com- for discomfort and for safety and for meeting all the parts of yourself, including the ugliest, most horrific. So, because then then that's the holistic experience as well, as deep the roots, so high the tree. A- and at the same time, like, I guess what, I w- what I'm bringing this up for is like, I think that you based on what you're saying you you are a specific kind of facilitator and that it is important for someone listening to make sure that the facilitator they choose is not someone who says i'm going to heal you or says like you know if you just follow my way that's you know everything will get better and you'll have the life i have and you'll be completely healed and you'll be enlightened and like those kind of stories are this dehumanizing sense of and also disempowering because then it 's all about the guru or the teacher or the facilitator when to me the and I actually thought about this a lot because of everything that 's happened over the last few years with lockdowns and everyone has to wear a mask and everyone has to get an injection, otherwise you 're a bad person and all those storylines and I was like what is the how do I tell what the truth is like how do I work out what is truth and this isn 't the the only way, but it 's a way that 's been very helpful for me when I thought of it was to me, the truth is anything that points back at me, and and at everyone else. And so, if if I look at something and it's saying, Nathan, you're it. Like if you want to heal, if you want to be powerful, if you want to live a life that has meaning and purpose, it's you are the one. It's inside of you, and all that that. Nathan, you're we, good?
1: we have we have an earthquake. What? Big one. A big one. You can only if you see anything shaking around me. I see me, shaking.
0: Dude, what the hell? This this, part, this is the. Are you okay? There.
1: It's like a big. Yeah, it's one of the. Like I'm, I'm, I'm interrupting you because I might have to run. But yeah. yeah, it seems like it's okay. But man, I, I have no idea what's going on in this interview. But I promise you, none of it, none of it is staged or, <laughs> or fake. But yeah, I'm, it's really it was really scary. Yeah. Well, Do you want to just call okay. this?
0: Do you? Are you sure you you don't want to head off and like just go check? Make sure everything's okay.
1: You know, we're we're disregarding all the signs. Definitely, in this interview, yeah, the, the universe is saying, "Stop that interview." You know <laughs> what's going to happen? You know, and you know what? Just saying it, I'm, I'm, I'm also very curious to see maybe what is going to come out of this interview that I'm not seeing there. You know, why <laughs> is that a bad idea to do this interview? Something is tell, is saying, "This is a this is this, this should not happen." And I'm at the same time, of course we're doing it and I'm curious to see what will happen. <laughs> what what it is. Because it, come on, it's like it's a fifth or sixth like major interruption uh that has that has come. So I don't know. Just putting it out there. Let's see what comes what comes out of it. But yeah.
0: Yeah, man. I mean it could also be because one of the things I've also noticed about life Is that, and this is this is a sensitivity that's required, and I don't, I I get it wrong a lot of the time, but sometimes the challenges are there because the fruit on the other side of the challenge is so juicy that you just have to, you know, sometimes it's like everything seems to be going wrong because the universe is like, are you sure you want this? Like I'm just gonna make really mm. sure. Like we've literally mm. had an earthquake today. To to ask us, are you sure you want this? Or it's like this is the worst conversation that's ever happened. You guys should stop immediately. Here's an earthquake.
1: your <laughs> story. I'll stick to your story. That's a better one. Let's choose this one.
0: Yeah.
1: That is so, so I funny. No,
0: dude, flow, you just but, sat through an yeah. earthquake. I think if I there's had ever to. a reason. I had to. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so the, the the point of that piece was that, that truth is, is, is things that, like my friend said it to me once, there's like the sage or the teacher points at the divine, you know, points the way to the divine, and then people bow down and they worship the finger that is pointing instead of where it's pointing or, or like going to where it's pointing. So it's the same to be a facilitator, to be a healer, which is really not, we're not, there's no... That the healing isn't external, but to be someone who holds space for healing, there is a certain, I see more and more how many people are calling themselves healers and facilitators and teachers when they themselves haven't really gone to those places in themselves. And therefore, when they create a space, there's a lot more risk involved for the people who step into that space.
1: Yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. But you know what? We are animals. So it's just, just for people to just, connect to, to, to themselves and just feel, you know, just feel it. Mm. It's obvious you see through the marketing and the manipulation and the ego It's just for people to just not be, not be, not let themselves be manipulated again and again, you know, not, not go for the shiny little marketing ads and, and promise
0: false promises
1: because yeah.
0: But yeah, there's no quick fix. No. And I guess over time, that's part of what happens is we develop discernment looking at, well, I did trust that person and then this is how it turned out. So maybe there's, let me go deeper into myself. Is that earthquake happening again? (laughs) Oh my gosh, dude. (laughs) I think we should actually call this one at this point. Like we've shared good information. You need to go make sure that you're safe. I, I mean, it's nothing I would do differently now.
1: It's just, you know. I'm, I have one, one foot ready to run, but that's it. You know, all I can do is run outside in the garden if it becomes too intense and then, you know, we'll keep the camera rolling. Maybe you'll, you'll have really cool images of books flying and windows being exploding. Dude. But for now, it's okay. I mean, it's Bali. Bali is, and Indonesia is famous for earthquakes. But, um,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah man. And, uh, bloody hell. <laughs> it's my first ever podcast earthquake. <laughs> Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, so I only actually have one more question to ask you, and you can kind of take your time to, to just feel into this. It's really intuitive. There's no, obviously no right or wrong answer. But the question is, when you hear the words, we are already free, what comes up for you?
1: Yeah, uh, it resonates a lot because I'm, someone says, uh, a smart person learns something new every day. A wise person unlearn something new every day. And for me, that, that that journey to self is really about, you know, can I can I clear all the false self? Can I identify all the parts in me that have been supporting my growth, but most of them just being there to protect me from? feeling too much to the feelings that maybe would have been overwhelming and not allowing me to function in society so that's why fear is there and resentment and and maybe some disease in the bodies so i think allowing ourselves to just witness those different parts and then thanking them and maybe giving them a little bit less space in in our bodies and you know quieting them down allow that true self to come out and that true self is It's 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 free and it's all it wants is just to be, to be heard. That and that's 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 six months little boy that just wants to be heard. It wants to be laughing. Just wants to be seen and cared and, and 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 that's it. That freedom is 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 there behind the mess, behind the masks, behind the protections. It's it's beautiful. And it's really accessible to absolutely every human. And, um, you know, an, an example that maybe will hit home for, for a lot of people until recently, people who were winning the lotto, uh, lottery, they were not getting any psychological support. So until recently, uh, something crazy, like 90% of people who would win the lottery, uh, would lose it within one year after winning. And what they would always say is, is, "Oh my God, I'm much happier now because I'm back to being myself." So you know, it's it's and it's the, a bit of a metaphor for everything else. You know, it's like I, I I give you something that is not you. You just carry it, but it's 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 not you. So it's something heavy, and it's not gonna it's not gonna make you happy. But imagine if you have that metaphor of being a little person that goes through some traumas. Okay, now I'm gonna be. Ashamed, and I am not don't want to tell anyone. And I have guilt. I'm not doing being present for my parents. Da, da 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 da. And I'm carrying, and I'm projecting. Da, da da da. And and all I need is to get rid of these masks that I've been taking, and because they were useful for me at one point of my life, to really come back to ah, oh, that's who I am. I go ah, oh. and I remember that person. That's that was me when I was happy and free and running around and not caring. And I can be me again. So yeah, fully resonate with that. And, and I, I, yeah, in many ways I embody that, you know, it's, it's been, it's a beautiful journey for myself and I really enjoy that of seeing things in my bodies, like I had manifestation in the bodies that disappeared, pains that disappeared, the more authentic and honest and less manipulative I've, I've become, you know, um, and then letting go of the image that I'm project and all the things. And, I, and at the same time, with a lot of compassion for the little boy who didn't know any better, who had to do all that, you know? So it's not so much judging who I was just six months ago, but appreciating that, Hey, I was like that for a reason. And, and, and not sh- being too harsh on myself for having done what I've done because I did my best with what I had. You know, There is not a bully that is not being bullied at home. There is not a, a, anyone in a prison that doesn't have a shit childhood, uh, comes from poverty and difficulty and isolation and broken families. So everything we do comes from trying to develop some coping mechanism to handle life in the best way possible. And that's it.
0: Well, thank you again, Alex. I mean, for, it's been so enjoyable having you on. Also because for me, the breath work and the ice baths has been so, and I don't know about authentic relation, but certainly conscious relating has been a, something I've been working on a lot for, for years. And I'm sure it shares some crossover. And I just find that it's like w- what you said earlier, you said something about, what was it? It was a shortcut to wholeness. And my, my mom actually said to me years ago when I was talking about plant medicine, she said, you know, you can't shortcut healing. And I said, yeah, that's true. You can't, but you can take a more direct route. And I think for many people, they are taking very long, confusing, painful routes to their healing. And there are some very beautiful, direct routes to wholeness. And for me, absolutely, breathwork, ice baths, and conscious relating, which I assume is there's a lot of similarity, those are direct routes. Those are like this. I'm, I want wholeness and I'm ready for wholeness. Like, let's do it.
1: (laughs) You you know, you mentioned truth before. I I believe that everything we believe is just a story. Your mommy's telling a story, whether you believe that story that, you know, healing takes time. Okay. You buy into a story that she believes and that's, that's it. And because some authorities and process, and then we, okay, we believe that is the way way to go. But I You know, there's no such thing as the the truth with these things. It's really just um, our beliefs and how strong we attach to our beliefs around that. And that's why we really need to have a very childlike approach to all of it. I don't know. Maybe it is quick. Maybe you can heal quickly. The truth is, I don't know. And I'm playing with it and exploring with it without being attached to any principle or any authority or any story that was was said, mm-hmm. and 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 that's it. You know that's you know everybody says the ice makes you don't go out wear your gloves and your hat you're gonna get sick sick in the cold you know okay and many people think they're gonna get a cold if they take an ice bath still because that's the strong belief that they that they have and I had mm-hmm. doctors refuse to do it because they believe. You can have a heart attack getting into, into, into the ice pass And they think we're criminals getting people in an ice pass. It's, you know, it's, it's, and, and it will happen if you believe that story, it could happen. So, yeah, hmm. I think it's time to just not take on too many stories. The COVID is a good one, you know, who knows? Who knows? It's just people coming one after the other, saying, "Oh, well, I know better, and I have a good idea of what was going on." And we realize more and more that hey, actually we don't know. Can we be that state where actually we don't know, and and not needing to have the truth, but just being okay? And maybe you believe something, and then you most of us we believe one thing, and then we got different information, and we believe something else, and then maybe we change a few times along along the way. That's a good. Metaphor for how we should take on everything, you know. If you change your opinion on COVID, maybe you should change your opinion on politics and religion and whatever story you 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 take on, including mm-hmm. these stories.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. Is this? I expose the question. One of the questions I enjoy about that is. Uh, is this is this story serving me and being the person I want to be? Like, is this helping me to live a life that I want to live? Because if it's not, then that's probably a story that's worth changing. Amen. Yeah, yeah. 100%. <laughs> Amen. Cool, brother. Well, thanks again. And please let the listener know where they can find you, looking you up further, connecting with your beautiful work, which I recommend they do. What are some good places?
1: So my focus is uh, a 3 weeks journey that is... Facilitator training and transformational journey at the same time. And I do it every four months. It's breathingcoldbaly.com. I have a WhatsApp group where I share a little bit and, and uh, telegram groups where I share things that, you know, would, would be not uh, really welcome on social media. Of course, on Instagram and Facebook, breathingcoldbaly. Um, so yeah, that's a good, that's a good a good place to start. I have other social media channels, but I have no idea how they work. TikTok and Snapchat and (laughs) all that, all that things to impress my kids. But um, yeah, go to my website, Breathing Cold Bali and in my social media, Instagram. That's a good place.
0: Great. Great. Thanks again. Thanks, Alex. What a blessing. Thanks, brother. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. See you brother. Thank you again to Alex of Breathing Cold Bali. What do you think was the juicy fruit worth the effort, dear listener? I've never had such a challenging episode. And for some reason, I've had episodes that were really challenging that we just chose not to do at that time. But for some reason, it just felt like this was the right time to get this one recorded. So I hope that you have felt the value and the effort and the energy in that. You can find more about Alex's work, where to find him, how to support this podcast, access bonus episodes, comment on the episode itself, leave a review and all the things at alreadyfree.me22. That's just the numbers 22. Two. If you take one action after this episode, I would be so curious to hear what it will be, what it is. So often I've noticed that we jump from consuming to consuming this piece of content to that piece of content without really pausing to take a moment to absorb, reflect, integrate, and take action please do reach out to let me know how this episode uh, worked for you, whether or not it inspired you. What were your thoughts? What is, what did it bring up for you? Or do you disagree with anything in it? I'd love to hear. You can comment or find ways to send me a message directly at alreadyfree.me/22, forward slash two two. And that is also where you'll find links to all of the stuff around Alex, et cetera, as I mentioned. So, that's really the end of this first episode back for 2023. Nice. I, uh, someone sent me a message a few days ago saying, I heard the podcast had stopped. And I was like, no, 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 it's not stopped. We're just taking a break and we are back full power every Thursday, at least Thursday in South Africa every week. And yeah, as I said, I've got really good guests lined up. And uh, yeah, just an honor to be here with you. So once again, if you, if you are feeling anything about this podcast, please take a moment before you do the, or even set a reminder if you're driving now or something, but just take at some Take a moment to go to alreadyfree.me forward slash and check it out. See, see what's there. Comment on it. Leave me a message. Support the podcast. Help me get to Bali to study with Alex. That'd be freaking awesome. And uh, either way, just thank you for being a listener of the podcast. I More than anything, I hope that this has been something of value to you, that it has opened your heart and reminded you of your own power, your own sovereignty, and mainly that we are already free. I'll see you next week. Thanks for being here.